Yoo-hoo! Welcome to Three Sheets to the Mouse. Today we have a big summer blowout and lots of fun things, like pools, clogs, and a sun bomb on my own invention. I must warn you, the only one crazy enough to listen to five guys using bad language and talking about kids' movies, like adults, is you, dear. And, uh, well, these five guys too. Woohoo! Hi, family! <laughs> everyone and welcome to this quickie of three sheets of the mouse i'm here with trenton trenton hello we're going to talk to you a little bit about some disney news disney parks some disney booze and maybe some debauchery in between so sit back and uh enjoy this quickie as uh we drink some whiskey and beer and drown our tears of uh sorrow for the the final closing of the wonders of life pavilion friends in low places scott that's right so, Trent, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Sam 76, because I'm a proud fucking American. <sighs> That's such a summer beer, though. It's I mean, it's probably sweet. summer-ish in South Carolina. I live in South Carolina. It was fucking 80 degrees two <laughs> days ago, so what are you going to do, man? <laughs> I, joined, uh, I, I joined my first country club this week, and uh, it's a grand 45 degrees. Total. I saw that. Mikey, <laughs> in fact, asked you who the brownskeeper was. <laughs> Well, it's still winter, all right? <laughs> the club hasn't opened up yet. At least you, at least you joined, Scott. You got, it. That's you, got right. you got your foot in the door. <laughs> I got my foot in the door. Spring will be here eventually. Punxsutawney Phil says only like two more weeks, so. Fucking gopher. Tonight, I'm going to have some, uh, you know, speaking of things that are American, I'm drinking some Michter's American whiskey. This thing is one of my favorite bottles. It's uh, just damn good, damn good mix of... Corn, barley, and a little bit of rye. So as someone that's never heard of that, that's the name? Sounds Michter's, hot. It sounds hot. Michter's American Whiskey. Uh, it's only 41.7. It's really not hot. I don't know. Is it not hot on the palate? No, it's really sweet, actually. Oh, that corn. It tastes like uh, brown sugar and caramel and um, ooh, a little bit of like candy corn, actually. Well, we know Scott loves some brown sugar and candy corn. I do. Actually, candy corn is probably the worst Halloween candy you can imagine. You know how they uh, they do candy corn, Scott. They've actually never made any candy corn after the uh, year of 1997. They just go and collect it out of dumpsters and redistribute it every year. <laughs> you know what? I actually believe that. Yeah. They just scoop it out of the dumpsters and put it back in bags and everyone eats it. Oh, it's, it's like cockroaches. It'll survive a nuclear winter. That's disgusting. Well, it's true. Uh, oh, did you so, mean cockroaches look, or candy corn? Uh, both. <laughs> well, true. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, so, a couple of news things tonight. We're going to go over some things that are happening over at Walt Disney World. Uh, the first we want to talk about, this This actually closed about a week and a half ago. The speeder, the, the land speeder from uh, the Battle of Endor is gone from the, from the Star Tours area. The only thing I can think is they're moving it to... Galaxy's Edge, the right. I mean, that's the only, that's the I only hope so. r- r- real explanation for this. 
I hope so. I I mean, look, I would like to do another show where we reimagineer current rides. I have a wonderful idea for this ride, but I I just I hope you're right because this is one of my favorite photo ops in all of Disney World. It's it, it's a place where you can go as a kid, as an adult, you know, hop on that that. Uh, land speeder and pretend you're Luke Skywalker chasing down some uh, forest troopers. Now, Scott, what was the first movie that that speeder bike was uh, shown in? Not, uh, not to put you on the spot. Just a little bit Return of, of the Jedi. It was Return of the Jedi, absolutely. Duh. You hesitated. I thought you were trying, you were trying to trick me, nope. thinking nope. it was going to be nope. in... Uh, one of the prequels and their prequels to nope. the Return I mean, of the Jedi. Chronologically, which movie was it in first? It was Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because in in Star Wars Episode Two, Anakin had his uh, his hog, his boss hog, uh, land speeder thing, which was, was supposed really, to be like a chopper. It was pretty cool. No, it wasn't. You're dumb. Whose motorcycle is this, baby? No, it's. <laughs> It's a chopper. <laughs> Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Zed's, baby. Who's Zed? Zed's dead. <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible scene. Honestly, terrible scene. You, you a, know it. That's a wonderful movie. No, it's not. Episode two? Oh, I thought we were talking about Pulp Fiction. No. Oh, Pulp <laughs> Fiction's a great film. Even <laughs> that scene in that movie, I'm like, that's a great fucking scene. <laughs> no, I thought I was talking about the chopper scene from uh, episode two where he rides across the desert to avenge his mother from the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders. That's kind of racist. hard like that. No, he's awful. Terrible scene. That's... Yes. The teenage angst. We are not arguing right now about that. We're not arguing. I'm right. (laughs) Just no. No. See, I'm not allowed to say that I'm right for no reason and say that you're wrong and your opinion's dumb. So we're going to disagree to disagree. But that's because because nobody nobody listens to what I say. No, it's because if (laughs) I say that everyone's wrong and I'm right, that everyone gets butthurt and says that I'm angry and that I don't respect people's opinions. (laughs) Um, but look, yeah, it's it's sad to see this go. I really, I really hope this comes back around. It's weird. So the weird thing with this, Scott, is that there's a wall there, and if they were just removing it from that spot, I feel like they would just take it, and it wouldn't be a big production. Well, I think it's a combination of putting the wall up so it can be moved and also take down all of the surrounding uh, accompaniments, the backdrop, the scenery that is part of that. You're telling me they can't do that overnight? No, but I, I, I think it's probably over a week. You got shit going a, on. It's been a week and a half. It's still there. I, I know, but maybe maybe they're putting it up to... It just seems weird. I think they're putting something else here is what I'm saying. Maybe. Maybe. Um, also, let's... You know what? Let's keep it with Star Wars. So... Uh, Disney has actually posted the new height requirement for the uh, for the new ride at Galaxy's Edge, Rise of the Resistance. So this is going to be the one where you kind of interact as a uh, resistance fighter against the First Order. 
And uh, basically their press release says, Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance. Join us on an exhilarating mission to stop the First Order. This mission includes rapid motion, sudden stop, sharp turns, and a swift drop as you evade capture from the First Order. 40 inches. That's pretty low, so it can't be that intense. Sudden drops, though. I mean, that sounds... So, do we think this is a screen-based ride? I think it's a screen-based and also trackless system where you're going to kind of drop, you know, maybe like 10 feet quickly. I don't know if they can do that drop with a trackless ride, though. You could do it. I mean, you drop down on a sharp incline. I think you could probably do it. Uh, that would be the first time that that's been done with that technology, though. Well, it says it's a trackless ride vehicle. I mean, it's it's new impressive shit. I mean, they're also making a 3D ride with no glasses required. So. Yeah, and the drop is going to reportedly simulate an escape pod blasting off, so... Uh, this one looks interesting. Sounds like Ratatouille mixed with Flight of Passage mixed with, you know... Mystic Manor. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be... It's... it's <laughs> if you get on this ride within the first six hours of an opening, you're, you know... Per, that, that's every day, not the first six hours. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. If, it, honestly, both of these rides are going to have a good five and a half to ten hour wait time. Which I won't do. No. Uh, you know what? Honestly, we have we have actually made a conscious effort to um, steer clear of Disney World until probably late 2020 or early 2021. Just because I, if I'm going to Disney World in 2020, I'm going to want to go to Star Wars Land. And I just don't want to deal with that that nonsense. I mean, as someone that's a huge Star Wars fan, I, I have Darth Vader staring me in the face off the top of my tower of my computer. I have a, a Darth Vader tattoo. I've, I've watched every Star Wars movie probably 50 times. I I don't... I can't do lines, man. And 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 we get lucky enough that I can kind of take off when I want, and Stephanie works at a bank, so we get m- most holidays off. Um, we may go down for a weekend or two just and in, in, in hope for the best, but it's going to be you get hard. There, if you get there and the line to get in is three hours, four hours... Well, then I'll go to Animal Kingdom and ride Flight of Passage ten times. Or I, don't, I honestly don't you know. disagree with you. I would honestly, I would rather go to uh, one of the resort pools and just hang out for three hours and spend three and a half hours just waiting to get into a land. My thing is that we go to Disney often enough that I'm going to be back to see this, man. I don't have to be... It doesn't have to be my first priority. It... it, it it's going to open up a lot of availability for other parks, I think. Yes. And I, I'm going to be back. I think especially it's going to open up availability at um, Studio or at, um, I'm sorry, Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Because look, Magic Kingdom is always going to be the, be the busiest park. No matter what Studios does with Star Wars and Toy Story, Magic Kingdom will always out attendance every other park. Yes. Uh, even though Magic Kingdom is my least favorite park. Well, I, look, it, to each his own. Magic Kingdom is one, one of my favorites only because nostalgia. And it has some of my favorite rides, Scott. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Splash Mountain's top three rides in Disney. Top, well, top five. Um, but it's Magic Kingdom's too busy. I can't drink. I I can't. As somebody that's been to to Disney. 
30 times, it's it's hard to have Magic Kingdom still be my favorite park. I think if you're going for your first five times, Magic Kingdom has that wonder and amazement of this is Disney World. People think Magic Kingdom is fucking Disney World. And that's yeah. cool. But after you've been there as many times as we have, it's it's not... You, you see it for the, the grander scheme. A couple of other things that are opening up uh, this later this fall, actually, is the uh, the Riviera Resort, Disney's Riviera Resort. Now, we've talked about it on the show a lot. Uh, we've all seen the pictures of it. We've all seen the artist renditionings. The pool has actually been announced. So the pool area is going to feature not just the Riviera Pool, which is kind of a large freeform uh, zero entry pool with a stone turret water slide, but it's also going to feature a kid's pool. You ready for this, Trenton? They really worked hard on this name. So as we know, the Riviera Resort is going to inspire the French Riviera, the southern Mediterranean coast. The kids' splash and play area is known as Sivu Play. Ooh! uh, (laughs) Look at us! Yeah. (laughs) They brainstormed for years on this one. I bet. Uh, but it's going to feature some beloved uh, characters from Fantasia. So I think you're going to see the uh, the hippos, the gators, the flamingos. A lot of fun. Are they going to take the... Well, there's an all-star resort. All-star movies also already has the brooms in a pool area. So True. Uh, but this is going to draw its inspiration from the grand public fountains seen throughout Europe. Uh, patina, limestone-inspired designs, making you basically feel like you can jump in the fountains and play around in the fountains like you do if uh, England wins a World Cup match in Trafalgar Square. Or if the Capitals win uh, Stanley Cup. Or if the Eagles win the Super Bowl and you climb the light posts. Yeah, fuck them. What Unless I'm saying grease is... Them up. <laughs> no, well, the Capitals play in the fountain, but that's hockey talk. Um... No, this this seems fun. I mean, it looks like a wonderful... It, it's a fucking huge... As, as somebody who's seen it... I don't know if you saw it when we were there last, but um, seeing the construction of this, it looks... It's, it's massive. It's fucking huge. And I, it looks I can't nice. wait to stay here. I mean, it's going to be... I can't be. wait to stay here. Now, this will have also the new room type as well, right? The... Uh, all right. I want to call this a studio because it is a studio apartment in New York. It's literally it a fold-down... You pull out a couch and sleep on it. This is Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. Yeah. I mean, this is this is perfect for you if you want to go a little upscale and basically have a room to crash. Right. No amenities, just a room to crash. Now, and, and you say me because you, you know that I'm somebody that, that I only care about a room when I'm in Disney. Well, yeah, it's two adults. I mean, this is a room for two adults. It's, That's it. It's two adults. Me and Seth will go here. We'll pull out the couch. I, I At the same time, though, Scott, am I going to pay three to $400 for this studio? Once. <laughs> to see it. But if I can stay at the All-Stars for $113, $100. I know you bucks, love the All-Stars. It's not that I love them. It's not that I love them. It's that I'm cheap. And I'd rather go out to fantastic dinners (laughs) and drink fantastic drinks. You're not Seinfeld. You're more Kramer. Uh, Bob Sacramento, but (laughs) teach his own. Um, It's uh, no, it's 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 one of those things. I would I would definitely love to stay here at least once just to see. But unless I'm coming into a lot of money, I'm staying at the All Stars and I'm I'm paying that one hundred dollars a night for two beds and a couch. 
look, as a DVC member, I, I will eventually have access to this once it, once it opens up. I'm very excited to stay there. It looks wonderful. The pool looks great. The architecture looks great. It's got the mansard roof of kind of Paris mixed in with some like French Riviera with palm trees. Very much, very much a beautiful resort. Now, do you want to know something that I learned recently that's, that's rather interesting, Scott, is that mm-hmm. do you know that DVC Disney isn't allowed to just start charging more points per room? They have to allot them to a different resort. So yes. I, I had no idea. So if they want to start charging for charging more points for, let's say, the Polynesian bungalows, say those are 100 points a night and they want to start charging 120 points a night. They have to allot those points from a different resort, which means another resort is getting cheaper rooms. Yeah, absolutely. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it's it's part of their legal binding buy-ins that you have to buy into. Once you buy into them, you buy into a certain amount of timeshares. And if you, if you want to charge more for this room, you have to take away from here. And so the point values equal out. That's definitely a DVC perk, essentially. I mean, it's, it's not a, you know... No one's saying, hey, here's this perk. But it's definitely something that a lot of people are unaware of that makes DVC much more... uh, Valuable. Valuable, but also inflation... You're fighting inflation with that. It's not so much inflation-proof, but it's inflation-resistant. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, because Disney can do whatever they fucking want, and they can fuck you over at any time, but... Look, the, do, the dues are always going to be there. They can raise the dues uh, yearly. However, the point values are always going to be there. Essentially, when you buy at a DVC, you buy uh, a week. Uh, I always equate it to this. You buy a week at a, at a deluxe resort and you get a week free. Essentially is what you're paying for. Yeah. You pay one week and you get a full week free. And quite honestly, while, you know, that's not that exciting if you're uh, getting a day's in in Schaumburg, Illinois. But it is certainly exciting when you're getting a deluxe resort at uh, Disney World. This will be our next large purchase, Scott. Make it so. It's Make it, it so. And I think we're going to buy through Disney the first time just to get the perks since they're, at, they seem honestly, to be dwindling. If it was if it was six months ago or a year ago, I would have said get resale. But right now... It's probably worth it to get the uh, direct points first. Well, we'll, and we're only going to—we will only get the seventy-five. It'll be the minimum, mm-hmm. and then get the minimum, and then work your way up. That's that's probably our first. I mean, I—I I wish I had gotten into it a year and a half before we did, because then we would have had all the perks, and we wouldn't have to worry about any of those. I wish but, I would have gotten into it when Lauren Shoemaker's parents got into it when they bought their points for fifty-six dollars a point at Old Key West. Ugh. Don't remind me. My my best friend Bob used to sell DVC. When he first started at Disney in 07, he was a DVC salesperson. And when we went down for the first time in 2010, he was still a DVC salesman. And he's like, you guys should really do it. It's $55 a point. Jesus. And you're going you're gonna to get your money back. You're going to make money off of it. Yeah, fuck me. Shit, you could have bought it then and sold it now for like a $20,000 profit. True. But I would also have made, I would have saved a lot of money on Disney vacations. I really would have. See, and somebody like me, though, I don't feel as bad for not having done it yet, only because we only stay at values. 
Mm -hmm. So we technically are saving a little bit of money, but for a little bit more, we could be staying in a nicer resort. Speaking of going down to Disney this spring, uh, like we all are, there are four new booths coming to the Flower and Garden Festival. Mm. Now, now over the years, Flower and Garden has been my favorite festival. Slowly grown on me more. We stumbled upon it um, a couple years ago. Not that we even, we didn't even know it was going on. And we were there and it happened to be, we started seeing the topiaries when we were in, in Epcot. And mm-hmm. it was like, holy shit, what, is there something going on here? And uh, I will go on record right now with you, Scott, saying that Flower and Garden is much better than than Food and Wine. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. We, look, my very first trip back in 2000 was during Flower and Garden Festival. And to this day, I'll say it, I've always loved Flower and Garden over Food and Wine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's also better than the Festival of the Arts, because I've been to that as well, which is, shout out, that's where Spike Pineapple Jr. was purchased, was at... No, born. He was born. He was born at the Festival of the Arts. Adopted. We, we've done... I think we've done every festival except for the Festival of the Holidays, which sounds like a shit show that they just kind of shoehorn in. Um... Flower Garden's amazing, and I'm looking forward to it this year. So, there are four new booths. The first one is Arbor at the Gardener's Terrace. Uh, so, this is going to be over at the uh, over near the Land Pavilion. They're going to offer three different entrees. There are three different snack items. Uh, fried green tomatoes with blue crab fennel salad, remoulade sauce, and a smoked paprika oil. That's a South Carolina dish I've ever heard one. That sounds really good. Uh, the next one is smoked salmon stack with avocados, tomatoes, sour cream, caviar, and focaccia crostino. So we went from South Carolina to California. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Across the country. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to go a little bit south here and go with a mixed berry buttermilk cake served with apple cider sorbet. So they're trying to be southern and they threw in some... Hey, that The second one's very California, but... It sounds really good, though. Sour cream and caviar... Although, you know what? It's, it's definitely not real caviar. It's going to be like um, Tobiko stuff that they put on sushi. Yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be those orange fish eggs. Also, sour cream, they, they couldn't they couldn't uh, stretch a little bit and go to creme fraiche. Yeah, come on. Well, no, look, Christ. sour cream and caviar definitely go well together. They really do. I think creme fraiche and caviar go well together, Scott. But A lot of things in caviar go well together. Now... This reminds me, there was a dish that Stephanie was one of her favorites um, from Flower and Gar- or from Food and Wine last year, was a biscuit with smoked salmon. Oh, the cheddar, the cheddar biscuit at yes. uh, Britain. Yeah. Yes. That was see that one started at Flower and Garden uh, back in like fourteen. That's been there for a while. That was one That's of really Stephanie's good. absolute favorites. That's one that I got a bite of, and I turned away for two seconds, and I turned around in her mouth like she looked like a fucking chipmunk. And I was like, okay, I guess I didn't want any more of that. Andrea got the same thing, and then I had a little like a little bite of it, and she ate the rest of it, and I was like, I'm going to go get one more, because that was amazing. It's great. Uh, the drinks at the pavilion here at the Arbor Gardener's Terrace. Original Sin Brewery Black Widow Hard Cider from New York. Florida Beer Company's Carib Strawberry Rosé Hard Cider. So, two hard ciders. We're getting, we're getting even more cider here. Three Daughters Brewing Key Lime Apple Hard Cider. You know what's funny about this, Scott? Is that tonight I went to a bar to watch the Capitals game, and the Black Widow Cider 
was in a, they had they had the cans there. I didn't get to try it. I'm not a cider guy. Stephanie likes cider. She's a strongbow over Magner's girl. Um, I just I, I don't know what it is. It's, I, it's, I don't like it. It's the Wilford Brimley in you. I you guess you can't do it. It's the sweetness, and and I'm the same way. Um, I can do it in small moderation with these food and wine slash flower and garden slash art festival booths. I'm not drinking a pint though. Well, look, we we've got some even sweeter stuff. Uh, Karabak uh, Brewing Lemon and Ginger Radler. That's uh, essentially half soda, half beer. Beer, yeah. Sea uh, Dog Brewing Company Sunfish Ale. Now this one's actually pretty good. I actually do like that one. I've never had anything from Sea Dog. This one's good. They have a blueberry beer uh, that's too fruity. Uh, and then lastly, the Shipyard Brewing Company Grind the Rhine Watermelon IPA. I think I think Mikey's had this. Watermelon IPA. That I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the 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 rind of a watermelon is going to be very bitter, which is why in my it works with an IPA. Yeah, which is why in my menu from the last episode when we got rid of mm-hmm. the uh, when was it the last episode uh, we got rid of the the Speedway, I did a pickled watermelon rind because you're going to get that bitterness. So that works well with an IPA. I would assume I've never had this, but that does sound good. Sounds good. So de- a decent beer selection, but mostly cider there. Uh, the next booth is the Flavorful Kitchen hosted by Advent Health. So we're getting a little healthy. Citrus poached salmon with ancient grain salad, roasted vegetables, and citrus greens. Ugh, I don't like ancient grains. I really don't. Don't. I don't eat bird food. It's bird food. It's like quinoa. <laughs> Tastes like tree bark. Please, for the love of God, tell me that you don't pronounce quinoa that way for real. No, I don't. Okay. I'd make fun of quinoa that way. No, I'm just making sure that the listeners don't unsubscribe. No, no. They're like, this stupid <laughs> bastard doesn't even know how to say quinoa. <laughs> uh, but also, this bastard doesn't eat quinoa. Quinoa's not bad. It's not quinoa's something terrible. I'm... I'm Quinoa is a lot like. <sighs> Give me couscous. Quinoa is a lot like couscous in the sense that you're, it's going to taste like what you fucking toss it in or cook with it. Couscous has way more flavor. It, way cu- more flavor. Couscous is essentially pasta pearls, dude. I like that. Yeah, and pasta tastes like nothing if you don't put anything on it. Well, that's true, but quinoa it, it, tastes like tree bark. Quinoa, no. Quinoa needs a strong vinaigrette. It needs a strong... It needs an acid, which... You need to be on acid to eat quinoa. I like acidic food. I like vinegar. So, this is something that... Quinoa is something that I I enjoy only if it has a vinaigrette or a a, a vinegar acidic sauce with it. Yeah. Um, Also at this booth, the uh, From the Garden... Roasted beets, cashew cheese, and micro herbs with a lemon oil dressing. So, oh, roasted oh, beet salad. Oh yeah, cashew cheese, because that's real fucking cheese. Uh, uh, yeah, it's gluten free and, and vegan. Yeah, no thanks. Yep, punch me in the face. Um, also, the Mickey tart peanut butter mousse with strawberry jam and boba pearls. I'm staying away. From, uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm staying away from this pavilion because the beverages here are a blood orange aqua fresca, which is non-alcoholic, and cookie butter worms and dirt, which is also non-alcoholic. That's a beverage. I guess so. It's probably like a cup of that worms and dirt thing. That's normally pudding. 
Yeah, it's, it says beverage, but yeah, staying away from the uh, flavorful kitchen. So I'm not healthy, and I don't like non-alcoholic things. So pass. Hard yeah. pass. Hard pass. The third new pavilion is the Citrus Blossom. So this one has four items: lobster tail with Meyer lemon emulsion and grilled lemon. Uh, sounds good. So. The lobster tail with the lemon emulsion it's, sounds good. Grilled lemon, much like Tim and Adam pointed out on my menu episode, grilling lemon is going to make it bitter. It's, it's going to be yeah, burned. But it's, it's probably going to go nicely with the Meyer lemon emulsion. and It's probably a grilled lemon that you have to squeeze the lemon onto your... Yes. And, but how much is that? Does it have, have a price on there? No, no prices yet. Can you imagine how much you're going to charge for a lobster fucking tail? At- well, it's probably a small, like, two-ounce lobster tail, so you're talking... $18? Uh, no, no. You're probably talking, like, nine, $9.95. No. None of these none of these are ever usually more than, like, $9 for, for one of these pavilions. Food and wine wasn't like that to last year either. And then there was $14 items on food and wine menus. Uh, the second item is the tuna tataki with spicy yuzu glaze, mango, avocado, and papadam crisp, which is interesting because you're kind of going a little sushi and a little Indian. It's it's very very strange. I mean, yuzu is great. Um, I I would I would definitely eat this. I'm not a huge tuna guy, to be honest. I, I mean, love tuna, and I, and I like a lot of weird shit. I grew up with a Scottish grandfather. I like haggis, but tuna, raw tuna is also honestly not one of my favorite things. And I don't know if it's, it's a texture for me, man. It's that. I love raw tuna. It's, it's a weird texture in in teach their own. I'm not saying not to. Do you do do sushi? Absolutely. You don't do uh, like Maguro? Uh, I do. I I can do that. I can't do like a a, a tuna steak that's just seared on the outside with raw in the middle. I can't. Oh, I loved a nice, perfect. One of the best meals I've ever had was over at Kona Grill before it was redone many many years ago, and it was basically a tuna steak, sushi grade tuna, crusted with sesame seeds, a little bit of wasabi mashed potatoes, seared perfectly and raw in the middle. It was amazing. See, now, I I could do tuna tartare, which I love. If you have a crostini with that or, or, or a crunchy cracker or a house-made cracker or something like that. Which is which is what this is. I can't do a big, dirty, meaty tuna steak. I can't do it. Mm, meaty tuna. I, I I don't know what it is. I can't do... I like, I like smoked salmon. I like cold smoked salmon. I like... But tuna just has that weird... And you know the texture I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I get it. It's I get like it. that toothy thing that I can't. It, it's it's why it's why most people don't like sushi and sashimi. And I can do that if it has the rice in the and you're getting me that, you know that that seaweed with it. I can do that. I can't do a tuna steak. Um, also here at the Citrus Blossom is a crispy citrus chicken with orange aioli and baby greens. Eh, okay, oh oh. I'll, I wouldn't say no to this, but this doesn't stick out to me. It doesn't stick out to me. It also sounds like something you're paying way too much money for, for something it, that's it's, very it's orange, simple. It's orange chicken from 
China. It's American orange chicken. Yeah, I know. Um, citrus shortcake with orange, which is also aioli is a, a real easy way for American people to say, let's slather mayonnaise all over it. <laughs> well, very true. Very true. Uh, lastly, the dessert here is the citrus, uh, citrus shortcake, which is orange chiffon cake, lemon curd, mandarins, whipped cream, and citrus crumble. This just sounds terribly sweet. I don't. I don't like citrus desserts. I'm also not... I don't, I don't hate citrus desserts because I do like lemon meringue pie and I do love the grapefruit cake over at Brown Derby. But this just has a lot of citrus and a lot of whipped cream and a lot of, like, <sighs> sweetness. I, I spoke out of turn. It's, it's vegan, though. I don't like orange and grapefruit. I like the tartar of the citrus family. Like, mm-hmm. if I get a dessert, man, if we're going, if we're going to the grocery store and I'm getting a, Key a, lime pop, pie? a popsicle, no, I'm getting the real fruit lime bars. I like that tart lime. I want a bite. Do you, do you do key lime pie? Absolutely. Okay, and lemon lemon meringue. Absolutely. Ah. I don't like I don't like orange flavored things. I don't, also don't like orange like fake orange. Really, really gets to me. Yeah, like I'll do duck all orange only. That's if, delicious if, it, if it's real, you know. Yeah. Um, so there are some beverages here. Uh, I'm going to save this one for the last because it's going to make the Epcot nerds go crazy. Uh, the Isla Morada Beer Company Coconut Key Lime Ale from Fort Pierce, Florida. First Magnitude Brewing Lemon Hefeweizen from Gainesville, Florida. Go Gators! Uh, Heavy Seas Brewing Tropicana. Citrus IPA from Halethorpe, Maryland, and then an orange, orange sunshine wine slushy. So wine and slushy and orange on that one. But here's what's gonna make um, the Diz nerds go crazy. About to cream those okay. pants. Yeah, the orange cream slushy served in a souvenir orange bird sipper cup. I. The orange bird doesn't do much for me. I like the orange bird. It, it, I have an orange bird mug at home, but I'm not like but that's singing your the time, praise though. of. But no, it, it really isn't because I didn't go to Disney World until 2000. The orange bird really is either people either like the orange bird because they're hipstery about it, or they're mm-hmm. old enough to remember it. True, very true. So the citrus swirl is really good, though. I like the orange swirl better, but yes, it's better than the Dole Whip, by the way. No, they're both good. They're just both so, good in their own right. Just so everyone can fucking post about how much I don't like the Dole Whip, and I like the, the, the citrus swirl, the orange swirl better, send that Trenton. hate to scott at three sheets no, no, Trenton, let me compromise and let's have both. <laughs> the Dole Whip's... I, I will have both. They are both great. The Dole Whip's not bad. See, so this is where I always catch the hate. Because he will say that I don't like something. I'm not saying I don't like it, but the, the orange swirl and the citrus swirl are better. I'll put it this way, Trenton. It, would it be bad to say that I would prefer the Dole Whip without rum than the with the rum floater that they do at Disney World? Yeah. I don't like that at all. It's because they do it wrong. They do it way wrong. It needs to be mixed in. It's... Yeah, I know, I know. I don't know who the culinary director of this fucking place is, but it makes my fucking head want to explode. (laughs) 
Um, oh, by the way, over at Citrus Blossom, they do have the beer flight, which you can get the uh, the three beers there, the uh, Coconut Key Lime Ale, the Lemon Hefeweizen, and the Citrus IPA. Of these three, I don't want that of these three, beer, which one would you prefer? The Hefeweizen. I'm kind of interested in this Coconut Key Lime Ale. Mm-mm. I, I, only because I've never tried something like that. I've had citrus IPAs, I've had lemon hefeweizens. The coconut key lime, the coconut key lime ale does sound pretty good. Coconut's a dark beer flavor, and I don't know. If, I like dark beer. If Tim Schweska is listening, back me up here. Coconut is a dark beer flavor. You're not doing coconut with key lime in an ale. It sounds weird. We'll find out in spring. Now, the lemon hefeweizen, I mean, you're going to get those banana and those banana notes from that, that yeast. You're also going to add in that lemon. It's going to be great. And but lemon and hefeweizen go hand in hand. It does. So that's why I say that, because I feel like I'm not a big coconut guy to begin with. I'll do a coconut and a dark beer. If a, if a dark beer has coconut and coffee, I can Ooh, do like that. Like a coconut porter? Very much like that. The first time that I met Tim and Adam, I had a coconut porter mm-hmm. with with coconut and Kona coffee and cocoa nibs, and that was wonderful. But I can't do coconut in a light beer. It's it's weird. And the final food booth that is brand new for 2019 is the Trowel and Trellis, hosted by Impossible Foods. And I am afraid to find out what this is going to be because Impossible Foods is the people that make those like. Those um, wannabe bleeding fucking vegetable burgers that everyone can fucking blow my butt. Get the yes. fuck out of here with that. So this is... All of these are either gluten-free or vegetarian. Just, uh, don't even read it. Yeah. No, 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 because one does sound good to me. I'm going to save it for last. All right. The first entree is the farmhouse meatball. Nope. I'm just going to stop there. It's not a meatball, and I'm going to pass on this. Don't say vegetable sausage. Don't say non-meatless meatball. Just just eat a bush. There's plenty of bushes in Epcot. It's flower and garden. Chew on that shit. I'm sorry. I love all of you vegetarian and vegans. I'm sure you're great people. But this this rocks me to my core. Yeah. Uh, It's also got a chocolate pudding terrarium with avocado cream, matcha crumb, and pomegranate and baby herbs. Hmm? That one doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound like anything that I've ever heard of. It's it's a chocolate pudding with a bunch of other nope, flavors. Nope, it's not it. pudding. The last thing that does sound good, okay, is grilled street corn on the cob with savory garlic spread. Okay. That That's okay, right? Savory garlic spread. So that's grilled corn with garlic and I can't mayonnaise. believe it's not butter. And mayonnaise. Nope. Mayonnaise has eggs. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. This is, well, no, it's the only vegetarian. Oh yeah, that's right. Vegetarians, no eggs. Yeah. So that's I can't uh, believe it's not butter with garlic mixed into it on corn. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, beverages over here are the organic cold pressed juices. All right, there's two kinds: the vibrant po- probiotic, or the noon greens. N o o n greens man scott my my vagina is thrilled <laughs> i'm just gonna look pro tip just pour it down the toilet 
cut out the middleman. So if you see me standing outside of this booth and pissing <laughs> into my own mouth, then you understand why. Yeah. Uh, non-alcoholic uh, drink here. Bloomin' Blueberry Lemon and Ginger Tea featuring Twinings from London. This makes I'll you want to... This makes you want to fight myself. I want to fight myself. Um, there is a... There's, do, you like, there's, do you like mint tea? I do like mint tea. There is an actual Sugar? alcoholic beverage selection here. Oh, God. The Playa Linda Brewing Company from Titusville, Florida oh, has a tropical wonderland wheat ale. This, I could I could see that. I'll try... I, I'll, I'll try it. Pineapple IPA. I just... I'm so tired of IPAs, man. And fruiting? I don't care about fruiting. If you're going to do a fruit, give me a fruit well, sour, a, give me a fruit goza. I'm so tired of IPAs. It's a wheat ale. It's a wheat ale. You just said IPA. I, I said it's probably like a pineapple IPA. No, a wheat ale has nothing to do with an IPA. Well, you could do an IPA without going overly hoppy. The last beverage here is the Bloomin' Blueberry Lemon and Ginger Tea featuring Twinings of London... Uh, with a splash of Tito's handmade vodka. You know what, Scott? I'd rather drink bloomin' onion juice than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Take a bloomin' uh, onion and squeeze all the grease and water out of the onion, and then mix that juice, the the sauce in the middle, into the juice. And I'd rather drink that than the fucking shit that you just said. This sounds yeah. terrible. Out of all of these, give me that, uh, give me that fried green tomato and the smoked salmon uh, croquette. Yeah, croquettes are also weird. I. Or Christina, whatever it is. I'm what is it is it a product of, of, of my birthplace? I don't know. But I, I I I'd like to to think of myself as pretty worldly, but a lot of this shit sounds really bad. Uh some of it does sound really bad. I think they're they're trying to be too creative. It's like the Festival of the Arts. Have you seen some of the Festival of the Arts food? That deacon everything's just deconstructed. Oh yeah. It looked bad. It looks stupid. Uh, but keeping with some Epcot news and the last of our news for tonight, uh, we have uh, we have something big, and I want to I just want to tease it right now because I'm sure we'll talk about it with the, all five of us. The brand new entrance pavilion is coming to Epcot. Those fucking stones are going away. Yes. No, the I artist the artist rendering of this looks amazing. I haven't told. I haven't. I haven't had the heart to tell Stephanie's uh, grandmother and uh, aunt that their pictures are being relocated yet, because they don't know. They don't. They don't keep up with it like we Honestly, do. Honestly, it, it it seems like they're gonna basically put them on the bathroom walls over there on the side on the two sides cool. as you walk in. They can throw them in the trash. I don't care. It's fucking stupid. This is going to be really nice. It's going to keep the fountain with the Make-A-Wish fountain. It's going to add some foliage to the place. It's going to add some open air atmosphere. Walking into Epcot's not going to be a clusterfuck anymore. Walking into Epcot right now gives me a fucking anxiety attack. Well, it's there's literally only two lanes. This will open up almost like six lanes of travel. So not only is the bag check at Epcot the fucking worst. Yes. Of any park, but then you walk in and there's just huge rocks all around you. It's like it's like you're gonna get chased by a fucking minotaur through the fucking the, the <laughs> rocks. Like you think there's gonna be a huge bull coming to fuck you up with an axe while you're trying to get into the park. It, it, it's currently Epcot's entrance is a fucking shit show. It is. It is. It, this look. This is gonna be a wonderful, 
wonderful addition of the park. It's going to open everything up. It's going to be a wonderful uh, place for you to have your photos taken in front of Spaceship Earth now. You're not going to have the monoliths and the, um, the monkeys beating their chest and uh, waiting for uh, Space Odyssey 2001 to start. It's, it, the art looks amazing. It does. It does. Very excited for this. There's more to come. We'll talk about it on the on the big show, on the regular show. But we just wanted to preview that here because it's it's a big thing happening, and we're all really excited for it. I wanted to ask you a question. Okay, so Scott, my mm-hmm. trivia question to you on this show is: If you walk into World Showcase out of Future World and you go to the right, can you name? the countries in order from right to left Canada UK France Morocco Japan US Italy Germany Africa Outpost China Mexico Norway nope what a miss you mixed up Mexico and Norway oh that's how could, right how could yeah. you fuck that up Mexico Norway I, I came close that, I wanted to ask on the big show but 11 out of 12 no, eleven out no, of twelve. No, I'm surprised you did so well. I, and I, there's, and by the way, there will be no cuts to this part, so you can hear me thinking about that in real time. <laughs> no, that was that was one of the big ones I wanted to ask on the show, but I don't want to put anybody on the spot. So I feel like I could put you on the spot, and, and you I don't, respond well. I don't know why I felt like Norway comes first. Why would you think that? You go to the left because you always say start in Mexico. Because, I, I, I start I, I in Canada because I, I honestly think because I pass it up. Too many times. I can't believe you missed it. It hurts my heart. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, as he sips a big fucking gulp of whiskey. <laughs> maybe I was maybe I was just too excited to get to Mexico. <laughs> He's just so ready to be there. <laughs> I was like, get me to Mexico. Pass no, up Norway. You, you fucking crushed it. I, I, I was excited you did that right. People, honestly, people get uh, people, one. People pass up Mex or pass up Morocco. They they honestly forget about Morocco, which one of the best pavilions in World Showcase. I think it has some two of the best restaurants. It has one of the best bars. It has some of the best shopping. Morocco's amazing. Wait, did I say Germany? I, I think I missed. You Germany, did. No, you got oh. no. You got everything right except for Mexico and Nor. Okay. Well, honestly, that, that was kind of fun, actually. It, it, honestly, in my mind, while I was doing this, I took a little trip around World Showcase. I'm glad I could help you out. Grabbed a grabbed a Grand Marnier slushy over there in France. Uh, grabbed a Hefeweizen in uh, Germany. I expected a more of a hesitation <laughs> between countries. You just fucking ran through it like <laughs> I've spent I too kinda, much time there. I kind of felt like a bitch. Like <laughs> you can't give me a harder question. I have the fucking high ground. <laughs> well, you look. I like I like I said. I I passed up Norway to get to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that's very the one, important. That's, to get the there. One, that's the one thing you fucked up. But no, I I I've been I've been sitting on that question for a bit. So I'm glad you got it right. <laughs> All right, look. Uh, this has been fun. It's been nice, fun, quickie. Not really a quickie. It's an hour, but that's half the time of our normal shows. It's 49 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so look, go over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, let us know how we're doing. Uh, Trenton's going to read our reviews on the air soon, so get those in, get your name on the air. Uh, Trenton will get super hammered and read them like the uh, food and wine menus. I will get as drunk as possible to yes. read these. I'm super excited to do it. 
Um, once we get, uh, e e each five new reviews I'll get, we, we get, I'll read them. Um, I think that's a fair amount. Each, each, Look, each, each new five reviews. I, I don't want five reviews. I want like 50. So I'm saying after, after every five, I'll read them. No, no. Look, we'll, we'll get them all in. The sheeters are going to rally together. They're going to, they're going to post their reviews. It's really simple. Go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. Check out the announcements at the top of the page. I'm going to post on how to rate and review the show on iTunes so that you can leave your review. So Trenton can read it absolutely smashed and we're going to have a good time. You'll hear, you'll hear the beard of my voice. That's right. Uh, also, if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we're over at Three Sheets Podcast. Uh, check us out over there. Make sure you uh, tag us when you're in the parks. Tag us in your photos at Three Sheets Podcast. Uh, also, use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation. You know, we want to make that a thing. So, do it. Trenton's poll, get fuzzy. Let's go. Yeah, all those things. Also, we're over at Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. That's where all the fun happens. That's where the three sheets nation kind of rallies together. They hang out, they drink, they have a lot of fun. It's a good time. Can't go wrong there, right? I, I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, it's, it's that was, no, that was a rhetorical question. You looked at me like I needed to answer. Nope. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> you stared at me for a really long time. I was just longing to look in your, your eyes. Your eyes were asking for me to say something, <laughs> so I was trying. Draw me like one of your French girls, Trenton. But definitely go over there, be part of the Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. You're not gonna you're not gonna be mad that you joined. So, Trenton, give me some closing remarks tonight. This was fucking fun. I wish we did more 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 news shows, Scots. Scots. Scotsy. Scots. There's there's more of me. There's multiple of me. I kinda wanted to call you Scooter. Wouldn't be the first person. Oh no, shit! The most common nickname for Scott is Scooter. Pretty much. Um. All right, Scoots. So I wish we did this more often. I really like talking about the news. I like giving my opinion on the news. I think everyone knows I'm a little bit opinionated. Sorry no. About, sorry about that. If you don't like that. Um, I'm trying to be more open to other people's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to accept everyone else for who they are. It hurts my whole <laughs> being. Um, I don't know. This is fun, man. I like when we get yeah. I like when we get together and have this one-on-one -on -one kind of banter. So Yeah, a lot um, of fun. What are your closing remarks, Scooty? Well, gee, I think you know them after 104 episodes. I want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of the, the group. Thank you for being a part of the show. But mostly, from all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. <laughs> <laughs>